Hey drivers, are you looking for a new job or are you looking just to become a new lease driver? Well, NCI offers new Kenworth T680 double bunk condos with APU and refrigerator, all standard in all of their equipment. Come aboard and become a lease operator or you can become a company driver. NCI offers regional positions, over-the-road positions, team positions, and also NCI will take on a few students if you've graduated from a trucking school. Pick up the phone, check out NCI, and see if they have what you're looking for at 888-311-7076. That's 888-311-7076. Listen, I know keeping up with your authority and renewals can be a challenge. As a thank you to talk CDL listeners, J.J. Keller would like to offer six months of free DOT authority monitoring to a lucky listener. Basically, we'll watch over your authority send you a monthly report for six months, help you fix anything that falls out of compliance, and renew your MCS-150 form and VMT, as well as file your UCR for free. After six months, you can choose to cancel or continue your service for just $39.99 a month. To enter and for official rules, visit truckingauthority.com slash talkcdl. As a trucker, You've kept our country going during the COVID-19 pandemic. We know that you take your role seriously. And without you, America would have shut down. The team at Rev wants to say thank you for having our backs every day. We also know that keeping costs down is your number one goal. That's why at Rev Insurance, our priority is helping you save money while keeping you safe on the road. Call 800-347-5373 and let the trucking experts at Rev assist you with a free trucking insurance quote and save up to 37%. Wow. Rev specializes in providing insurance of all types to small fleet owners and independent owner operators, whether local, short haul, or long haul. Rev insurance can get you covered at a price that fits your budget. From liability damages, and cargo to workers' compensation, Rev has your back while you're out there on the road. Call 800-347-5373 or visit www.revinsurance.com. That's 800-347-5373. Rev Insurance. They know truckers because they only work with truckers. Randomly, this is just weird. And so we should tell everybody what's going on. Okay. Okay. So I'm in. In fact, there, there's the weirdness. <laughs> Answer. We're going to just tell everybody as we, as we wing it. Go ahead. Hit it. Somebody's calling in. Talk CDL. This is Ruth Ann. Hi, Ruth Ann. It's just Doggy Ring, you back, mate. Hey. <laughs> okay. You got to slow down no, with that sorry accent. About that. That's okay. Well, it's about oh, 9 o'clock in the morning here, roughly. And it's, and, it's um, yeah, I'm working at the moment, but I'm doing um, um, fired under, so that means that the tractor goes off, pumps out of me, and then goes off and puts it on the cane, on the sugar cane, and then comes back and refills. So there'll be about probably 45 minutes between now and then. So, hey, listen, real so I quick. I thought I'd give you a call in that time. Doug, can you hear me? This is Troy. Hey, here you go, mate. Okay, listen, real quick. I just want to run this by you. We were. We really weren't going to do a, 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 an interview or anything tonight. And then Ruth Ann was kind enough to walk into the bedroom <laughs> where I was editing um, a bunch of stuff in the computer. And we got a, 
She said, I got a phone call. You said some weirdos on the phone, didn't you? I did not. Okay, I, no, she didn't say I that. I did way. not say that, Doug. <laughs> okay, it's so. probably come off like that because I've been trying to get a hold of you, but the time zone and that, because I spoke to your producer the other day, and I was like, I thought, oh, should I give him a call? I don't want to be a weirdo. <laughs> so funny enough you say that. I was like, oh, fuck it, I want to be a weirdo. Exactly. <laughs> yeah. And Ruth Ann, sometimes her mouth just gets away with it. But anyways, uh, so... It was just a really a weird situation, so we wanted to tell the viewers in the audience because you're you're actually on you're on Toxedio right now. By the way, we s- decided to walk. With the studio is is attached to our house, so we came out here. And I said, you know what? Let's just go with this, and we'll take this guy. And you're from Australia, correct? Yeah, mate. I'm from a little town, Mackay, and it's in North Queensland, and Queensland's a state, and um, yeah, North Queensland, Australia. With that accent, who the hell no else problem. talks like that? <laughs> can't 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 take that <laughs> accent, right? So so now, you know, we got a million questions for you, of course. But so how did oh, first off, right? Yeah, bring them on. For, I've well, got some questions for you guys too. So I got it. Well, well, let me ask you first off, how'd you get our number? Uh, off your Facebook page. <laughs> I knew it. It's on the page. I told Troy. I said, I was like, nobody looks at that you. number. Troy <laughs> said he goes, I wonder how he got. It. I said, Well, you, you got my number right on the page. <laughs> Okay, so well, go ahead, fire a question. Yeah. Why don't you give us a question since, you know, we're two different countries here combating. I, and be, by the way, I got a, a plan. I was thinking when you called in, I was thinking, you know what would be really cool? If we could set up like some kind of a, um, like a fist fight with somebody from Australia and, and somebody from America to see who's the toughest truck. Oh, no, I couldn't do that. I love you guys over there. Oh, uh, <laughs> well, we figure you guys are pretty... You guys got some pretty fat tractors over there. You like the tractors? Oh, I love, you. I love your guys' rigs over there. We don't call them tractors here. We call them trucks. Because I'm, I'm really into the American iron. I think I love everything about your trucks over there, you know. Um, the large hood trucks over here are starting to be a bit of a dying thing. But... um. There's still a lot of it around. I drive a real old girl, well, sort of classified old. It's a 94 model Western Star Heritage. And um, it's a beautiful truck. Um, your producer's actually got some photos of it I sent to him by inbox. Yeah, I think I actually seen them the other day. So you have a Western Star. That's awesome because that was one of my last trucks. Was it's actually a one of Troy's favorite is yeah. the Western Star. Yeah, I am a big yeah. Western Star fan. So then we won't set up a fist fight with him and a trucker here with him. Okay. <laughs> Since he drives a Western Star and he likes America. So so why don't you ask one of your questions? Let's hear it. So we're just winging this. So you guys all run um, e-logs over there in LA with set fuel, set fuel cattle freighters. Is that correct? Uh, you know, it depends, I guess. There's certain, uh, it depends on the year of the truck also. If it's like pre-2000, they're exempt from uh, e-logs also. Oh, so, yeah. Yeah. Yep. No uh-huh. Yeah, no, we're still on paper logbook over here. And I was just uh, going to ask you, I've listened to a podcast and I've been hearing about the industry over there, that, that you guys have got a lot of mixed reviews about the e-logs. And I was just saying your opinion on them, what you thought about them. I, I didn't hear the question. What we thought, what we thought about the e logs, is that right? No. When they bought in. Oh, when they brought the e logs in, what did they think? I mean, honestly, are you seriously asking that? I mean, they literally went kicking and screaming all the way to the e log. The truck drivers hate it. Well, I mean, actually, some truck drivers actually like the the e logs, but they're most doing a bit of that here now. They're trying to yeah. slowly sneak it in on us, but um. There's a bit of resistance to it, and yeah, I don't think it'll be happening over here for a fair bit. Well, one They're of the still on the paper book, and yeah, 
one of the one of the things that we had a lot of, and they're trying to get it straight here, but one of the controversies when it first started, once you clocked in on your e-log, it didn't turn off. Okay, the, there was no control over the driver, and you know this was really formed. Let's be honest about e-logs. If we're being straight, it was formed because a lot of drivers cheated on their on their paper logs. And they were trying to make it to where a driver couldn't cheat. I mean, I was one of those guys that cheated at one time. But but when they when they came up... I mean, up, every truck driver in the world that's on paper logs would be lying at least one part of their life they didn't at least have to or try to attempt that, you know what I mean? Right. Mm-hmm. And, and so what they failed to do, they failed to realize if you have a, especially a satellite run e-log, it, there's no way to cheat that. You know what I mean? Unless you have no. somebody re-rigging no. it. In fact, I actually there's some places right now where they have apps that are e-logs and d- dispatch and a couple other people. You know, you know they're doing it. They're turn they're turning it back for the driver and helping him cheat a little. But I got to tell you, in all honesty, the actual people that keep the app, it'll still always. Uh, not jive with them because if they get audited, it's going to show how those companies did cheat and they're going to be in trouble anyways. But going back to what I was saying, if you, have, if you have an e-log that's satellite-based, there's absolutely no way a driver can cheat. Therefore, give the power to the truck driver. He knows when he's tired. He knows when he wants to stop, you know, in between. Um, and I believe that that's was one. exactly right. Right, exactly. And I, like, I, we got a we got a transport and car going on in our government at the moment. Because um, the industry needs a bit of a modification here too, and I might say, everything that's going on with you guys over in the states, all the issues that you guys got at truck drivers, it's nearly identical in Australia. That's why I watch a lot of American content because the Americans and the Canadians are the only ones that sort of have half an idea of how you know the industry is. Every other country, to me, including Europe, which strangely I'm Australian, it's weird that I say that, but the Americans. And the Canadians, you guys and the Canadians have a very similar system to us and very all the issues that you guys have in the trucking industry right now, we're going through the exact same thing, identical stuff, like nearly word for word. Like, yeah, it's unreal how close some of the issues are. Yeah. Were that close to had you turned down figures. He had me turned down. I didn't realize that once something happens here that it... it, it goes over there within like a, a short bit oh it's yeah it's just that like even like the other issues these guys were talking about you know fatigue and then the driver training see our driver training is even less strict than your driver training a lot less strict um but all the issues are still the same getting people new people into the industry and then keeping them here and all the things that you guys basically discussed and talk CDL could relate in some way back to the Australian trucking industry also. I think one of the things that is hurting the industry, and, and this might really sound cliche, and it might just sound opinionated, but in my opinion, whether that matters or not to anybody, I think what the government and a lot of authorities are doing in the United States and other countries they're actually taking the fun out of trucking to where people are going, well, this sucks. Oh, it sucks. I, I mean, agree with this 110%. And it's happening over here right now. I'm So I'll tell you a bit about the way I am as a driver, right? I've got a nice truck. I'm very privileged for the amount of time I've been driving. So 
what I said to you before I was in my rookie year, actually asked me this as I've actually been going longer. So I've been doing it almost two years with what they call a multi-combination licence, which over here entitles you to drive anything from a semi through to a um, triple road train, you know, big road train, basically. And I jumped straight from my heavy rigid truck licence, which is just a buggy drive truck up to 15 tonnes with a road range of gearbox. So I jumped from that straight to my multi-combination. So... Um, and you can do that legally here in Australia. So anyway, the way I am as a driver is I like American trucks or Australian, you know, trucks with American taste. Um, I'm very pedantic with my equipment. I cart to farms every day and I literally, while I'm standing here waiting for the tractor, normally, I'm, I'm talking to you guys right now while I'm doing that, but normally while I'm doing that, I'm washing my truck, I'm cleaning my truck. So when I get out on the highway, it looks, looks presentable from the other side of the road. we got some guys out there that just go, oh, what are you doing that for? It's a waste of time. It's only to get dirty again. I'm like, but that truck is a giant billboard to my company floating down the road and a reflection on me as a driver. And it's like pride in your equipment is absolutely paramount. My granddad, he's used to drive tippers with a dog trailer and he could eat off his truck. So tippers like a dumb truck basically, what you guys would call a dumpy. And you could eat off his equipment. Like, and the same, as, same thing as my father. My father has done refrigerated transport reefers, and he's also done dump trucks. He was the same, and my uncle was the same too. And I've noticed the pride in the industry is just, even over here, has fallen down. There's a lot of good blokes that have a heap of pride in their gear. Then there's other blokes that are just doing it for the money. And I'm not like that. I'm a third-generation driver, so I do this because... I want to do this, and I'm proud of doing this, and I'm proud of being a truck driver. There's a lot of blokes out there just thinking of money. That's all they think of. You had something, Ruthann? How old are you? I'm 28. Oh, that's cool. So, you know, going back to what you were just saying, um, the way drivers are, and you have different breeds. You 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 really do. You have you have guys that are local runners or nothing like OTR guys, and 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 guys that are team guys or nothing like guys that are solo guys. There's just so much differences, and and I, and we run into that same thing that you were just talking about. Like we'll post like a really nice show truck on, and a lot of guys are going, "That is a beautiful truck. That's awesome." And then you got your crowd that'll go, "Yeah, you can't make money with it. What the hell, man? All that money in that big <laughs> sleeper. What the hell's the sense in doing that?" Well, you know what? That's maybe somebody likes to go down the road and look absolutely nice. No different. There's no difference in why you would buy a Mercedes versus, you know what I mean, a Chevy because you want to look uh, with a, like you have a little bit more class. Not that somebody That's would. Right. To me, it's about professionalism. You know, if you look the part and the machines, your machinery smick, and you you got your truck in 100% clean order, it's. It's as good as advertising to me. I agree with that. I'm going to tell you the guy that usually keeps his truck clean. The guy that wants to get a truck wash every week, he, he'll, he'll check with a company before he goes to, to work for him to make sure they do truck washes and all that stuff. That's a guy that legitimately wants to take care of the equipment, and he also wants to represent the industry in a positive way. There's a lot of – and look, I'm not, I'm not putting a guy down that doesn't wash his truck every week either, okay? There are some of those guys are just hardworking guys. Oh, no, there's that, some guys yeah. that just don't have the time, and right. if they really, really don't have the time, I can appreciate that, you know? Right. But for the guys that have the time or get the privilege of taking their truck home on the weekend, like I do, if I get a weekend off, there's no reason why you can't have a bit of pride in your gear. 
and have a bit of pride in the industry. You don't like you don't have to have like when I started driving trucks, I was out in the um, coal fields working on drill rigs as a roughneck, and I had to get my truck license to cart water to the drill rig. So I started off driving an international Ackerson with an eight-speed Road Ranger delivering water to the drill rigs. And that's how I started driving trucks. And I'm like, oh, I like this. So I gave the drill rigs away. And my first real truck driving job was driving a cement mixer for a company named Borel. And it, cement mixers are notorious for being dirty and that. But I used to put tie shine. I'd back into a job and I'd have tie shine on my cement mixer, for God's sake. I just took so much pride in it. And to me, it, was, it wasn't hard, you know, even if the company didn't want to pay for the detailing stuff, it was nothing to me to go and buy a couple of cans of tyre shine and some truck wash and, you know, go to work on Monday and you pull up at a job site and blokes will be like, holy go, holy dooly, that young bloke kicks his equipment clean. And, and you know, it, I like to think that it helps my reputation a little bit by having clean equipment. Well, there's no doubt that the cleaner and neater you present yourself in any position in working, and whether you're a truck driver or whatever the case is, you you have a rep. Believe it or not, reputation is a lot, and if your reputation follows you as as a, as a, a, a slob versus someone that's neat about their their business, and again, I'm not putting a guy that's not like super clean either i was never like the super cleanest trucker but i also didn't want garbage i've, I've gotten in some driver's trucks you know while i was out on the road and you couldn't even see the floor because of like mcdonald's papers and trash and stuff like that and they just throw it down their laundry's on the floor and and it's 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 just i used to tell people all the time you want to get depressed go out and truck for two weeks and don't clean your truck in about two weeks, you're going to be stepping over stuff. It's going to smell in there, and you're going to get exactly depressed right. being out there. It's a, make it worth being out there. I mean, you you don't have to polish your rims. Question, eh? Yeah, I, I'm with you on that. Believe me. Again, though, I'm not. Again, a, a driver that's just a working man. He's running hard, and and maybe he sprays it off once a month, and he keeps it semi neat. That respects there too. But the guy that honestly is just a pig, and he doesn't know how to keep his. In fact, I've gotten in in, in a truck one time. When I went to work for a company called Great Coastal, and they had seven piss bottles filled sitting in the sleeper, okay? That's somebody that does ha- has no respect for themselves. You, you have no respect yeah, if you can't cool. if you can't get out at the trucks. Whether okay, if, if you can't get out to take a leak and you just need to go and you want to piss in a bottle, that's fine. But when you get a truck stop, get out and and take your urine and and put it in a damn garbage can, Ruth. And what do you think? I agree. I mean, he has me I, turned down again. Oh, sorry. Okay. <laughs> All right. Don't ask me what my opinion is, is if he can't turn me up enough well, your to last hear question was how old are you? I mean, are you looking for a date or what? <laughs> no, I just, because of his, his, um, his oh, Aussie well, voice. Man, you know, um, I need, so I've worked out of being driving semis for two years, not a year. Oh, uh, well. Uh, yeah, the time's flown by that quick. I've um, actually not realized how long I've actually been as a semi-driver. I think that you keeping your tractor clean is is extremely important because I think if you actually have your tractor clean and you have um, your surrounding area cleaned up or at least made it feel like your own personal space when you are driving, you're in a better mood and and it all flows better with you. Absolutely. Like I said, I sort of picked up that habit from my, you know, my father, my grandfather, which passed away. Um, you know, this year, and um, he we was driving up until I think uh, probably about five years before he passed. Um, 
my uncles out there still driving and so is my father and I just picked it up from them and um, I think, thank goodness I did because it's a good thing, you know. It's a really good thing. All right, so here's my question. We know that Australia is full of tough hombres, okay? You guys got like some of the deadliest snakes. You got um, crocodiles. You got all this stuff. Actually, you even have Crocodile Dundee, right? And, and Australia is famous for an awesome rock group called ACDC, okay? Really? Yeah, that's where they're from. They're from I'm Australia. more of a country music person myself, but yeah, it, ACDC is very good. Yeah, that's where they're, they're from. Your country, right? I thought I thought they yeah, were from yeah. England. <laughs> yeah, no, ACDC is from Australia. No, they're from Australia, right? Yeah, I didn't know that. Yeah, it's true. I did not know that. <laughs> so here's my question. One of the toughest islands. You guys are an island, right? Australia is a big, is a continent. A Actually, big island. It's yeah, a, I guess yeah. it's considered a continent, isn't it, Australia? I think it is one of the seven continents. So, so here you are, tough. You guys, you guys can be killed by some insect or a snake at any time. My question is, all that toughness in Australia, are you guys wearing masks for the coronavirus, or is it masks off? Because me personally, I'm an anti-mask kind of guy. Well, down in Sydney and Melbourne and areas where it's pretty thick on the, the COVID, um, a lot of people are wearing masks. But here in Queensland, um, we've we've still shut the borders for the rest of the other states. Some of the other states, I think we're open to New South Wales, maybe in South Australia, but everything else we're shut off to. Oh, and WA and NT we're open up to as well. But no, pretty much life in Queensland is like normal. Right now, like people, like North Queensland, I'm not talking about down there in the cities in Brisbane, but in North Queensland, anywhere from about where what you call a town called Rockhampton to the north to the top of Australia to the tip, um, life is just pretty much normal right now. No masks, everybody's just, yeah, going about their business. We are doing the social distancing thing. That's pretty heavily enforced. But, yeah, we've bounced back from it, and, yeah, life's just sort of kicking on as normal. The pubs have opened back up and people are able to have a drink now, but they've got a social distance and all that sort of jazz. But, yeah, no no masks for the more rural areas of Australia at the moment. Ruthann and I, we hate masks, don't we, Ruthann? I, I, I can't stand them. Ruthann's even worse than me. Like, even, like, sometimes I'll go in Sam's Club and I'll be ready to put a mask on. Ruthann will just walk right in, like, real bold. And the, the guy at the counter will go, did you need a mask? And she'll go, no. And she'll just walk right by him. It's actually quite <laughs> funny to watch. So, yeah, we're anti-maskers. Yeah, I, mean, I mean, it probably would depend on the person too, but the majority of the people in the, the more rural areas of Australia are not really wearing masks right now. I can sort of say that. Um, I don't want to speak on behalf of other people because other people's views and that might be different the way they look at it. But, um, no, so, like, for the most part, yeah, we're just getting on with it, eh? Okay, here's um, another Obviously, qu- a lot of our transport companies are, like, handing out sanitizers and putting trucks and stuff like that. But, um yeah, no, it's just all going along as normal. When we go into a mine site or or the plant, at the moment I'm carting liquid dunder, which is what they call dunder, we put it on the sugar cane. It's like the ethanol they get off the sugar cane, the, basically the, the stuff they don't need, they turn it into biodunder and then we cart it out of a little factory and then deliver it to the farms. And when we deliver it to the farms, we pump out of our tankers into a tractor. But the little factory, um, the factory which is owned by Wilmar, they're basically yeah, making us send off a form saying we haven't been to Brisbane or Melbourne or a hotspot 
and saying like asking us we're putting precautions. So basically, my job goes on as normal. I just send that form off every day to say I'm not sick. I haven't been to a major city, and life just goes on as normal. Okay, so moving on from the COVID, got a quick question. It was on my mind. You had mentioned you got a Western Star in the United States. Okay. Uh, a lot of our trucks are coming right off the assembly line with an automatic transmission. A lot of them like the 12-speed automatics, um, and and uh, not a lot of uh, manual or stick shifts are coming out anymore unless you order it that way. Um, what's what's what are you seeing there? Like with the trucks that you guys are driving, are, are a lot of them automatics so mainly, now? Uh, sorry for cutting me off there. Um, mainly our European trucks and our Japanese trucks are increasingly coming out with manual transmissions. A lot of our American style trucks, but Australian built. So our Western Stars, our Kenworths, and our, our Western Stars and our Kenworths and the Max, they all come out, uh, are starting to come out auto, but a lot of companies are still optioning them up with the 18 speed Road Ranger. So the stick is going to be in around Australia for a long time still, particularly for people that do heavy haulage like cart um, dump trucks, mm-hmm. um, you know, heavy haulage drivers, tipper truck drivers. Um, low loaders like flatbedders as well. They're all still using manual transmissions. Okay, that's a, that's so so. You still have a good a good uh, count on manual transmissions. Here's another question. Moving on to something else, I wanted to ask before I forget. Again, I want to remind the audience we're talking to Doug Parker from. Was it everything Queensland? Is it Queensland? Yeah, because I wanted to say no. He said they say Queensland, and we actually say Queensland. Yeah, well, we slang everything, but they're pretty slangy. The way they add the Y to everything, trucky, you know, dumpy. You know, we don't do the we don't do the E thing a lot, unless we're talking to our little kids and we go, "Oh, it's mommy." But, but anyways, so here's my question for you. You ready? Um, in America, especially on the West Coast right now, they're doing a lot of testing with autonomous trucks. Okay, how is that going in Australia? Is Tesla and all the all the truck uh, Freightliner and all these guys doing a lot of testing with the uh, uh, autonomous driverless trucks in Australia? No, no real driverless trucks going on here at the moment at this stage. Um, I can imagine maybe in the future, but everything's still pretty old school over here, really. I love it. I love but it. The company I work for, we've got. 38 trucks, and they're all Kenworths and Western Star. Oh, they're all Kenworths. We've got three Western Stars. What kind of KW? What are your Kenworths? And they're all stick trucks bar two. What what kind of KWs you got? Are they the W9s or are they the uh, T680s? So we've got three um, T908 Kenworths or 904s. Yeah. We've got a massive amount of um, T401s, the earlier like say aero style truck but they're still boxy looking yeah they're uh and we've got day cab um, right yeah you're right mate sorry i said are they the day cab those 401s no they're bunk trucks okay we've got okay two day cab they're dumps ones, that's they're right all bunk trucks okay go ahead um we've got yeah so most of the trucks we got to run bunks there's probably only about three that don't um they just sort of do intermodal transport like taking containers out of um, port and that and dropping them at the supermarket, like unloading at the supermarkets. Most of the day cabs do that. But, yeah, the rest are, yeah. So we got 409, uh, 2409 Kenworths. They got automatics. Um, they're bunk trucks. And, yeah, the rest are all 408s, 401s. We got one 401, what they call a 401 SAR, which is a square nose, but really short. And then, yeah, we got one Western Star Heritage, which is a massive long nose, which is the one I drive. And then we've got 
a Western Star day cab, a old um, Western Star, um, like it's like a heritage as well, and then we got a white road boss and a white road commander cab over. Nice. Now, have you seen, I mean, just to get your opinion, have you seen what's taken the place of the W900? Because, you know, they don't make them anymore. I believe it's the, the 990 now. Have you seen those? No, no. We're, like I said, our trucks are pretty unique, like the 908 and the 908. The 908 is the current style, like Australian big truck, like, you know, as you guys would call them, large car. Mm-hmm. And, um, yeah, that's, that's basically where they're at right now, you know, like that's, I think we're going to be able to, we'll be making them, getting them made, because they're built for Australia, obviously, but we'll be getting them for the future. But, yeah, um, don't quote me on it, but, yeah, it could, always, it could change. I'm pretty sure we've got the new aero-style Kenworth at the moment here too, like a few fuel companies locally using them. No, but, yeah, not that I know. On it. I'm not 100% right, but that's just from what I've seen, just from the driver's perspective looking out. Okay. Um, Cab over Kenworths are extremely popular here. Like, um, so basically, we've got the K200, which is like a continuation on of the American cab overs you guys have, and yeah. they're still making those here and selling them. And That's they're extremely awesome. popular. That's awesome. For over the road use, and so the Volvo cab overs they're really popular over the road truck as well. I I am a big, huge cab over fan. You're talking to one right here, right, Ruthann? Yes, he 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 does like cab overs. I'm quite the opposite. I like my large cars. That's why I um really appreciate what you guys got over there. Oh, I love hoods. Yeah. Believe me, I love a hood. But there's nothing like the view in a cab over. It's just I I just love. I, as a little kid, I was always in those cab overs. So I I extremely oh, love. There's it. plenty of vision and they're easy to maneuver. And yeah, they are they are good for a practical sense. Yeah. Yeah. Definitely. In a big city, they're awesome for backing up in alleys. And you know, it's and you can't beat a cab over for, you know, having to back up in tight spaces versus a hood. Oh, hell no. no. Doubt. Yeah. So uh, um, Australia is a very application-based, like transport, like the transport's very application-based here. So if you like accounting fuel, long distance, doing road trains, you're doing livestock haulage, um, all that sort of stuff. Ninety percent of the time, you'll see a long hood truck. Um, if you're carting like like I am, local or sometimes not so local, you'll have a long hood truck. But if you're doing like intermodal. Like you'll have a short nosed truck or a cab over, and if you're not doing intermodal, and a lot of the over the road guys, but most of your city to city over the road guys, like your Melbourne to Sydney, your Sydney to Adelaide, your Brisbane to Melbourne sort of thing, a lot of them guys run cab overs because in Australia we're limited by the length of our truck chassis, so we can get more more pallets on our B doubles to get more weight, so we can cart more freight, so we have shorter trucks. So he can run longer trailers because our overall vehicle length is measured from the back of the trailer to the full bar or the bumper of the truck, not from the pit, not from the the hitch to the back of the truck, like you guys. What's your standard le- legal GVW as far as like everything combined? Like in America, it's eighty thousand pounds. Anything over that, you need a permit for. What What's your standard there? Our stand, well, it depends on the combination, really. Okay, it goes um, by combination. Obviously, and with the road trains, they can't travel in certain parts of Australia, so there's different road chain routes and there's different B-double routes. And then the single trucks can go mostly anywhere they want, and the body trucks, there's like the single standings, the body trucks mostly go everywhere. But my actual combination, I run a single tanker, 
on a semi, and I'm I'm absolutely maxed out at 43 ton gross vehicle mass, which is all the all of it all up. Okay, and that everything. Oh no, I for was that conversation for a single for a single semi. 43 that's ton. All up weight. So 43 ton, which is 86,000 so pounds. Yeah. Yeah. So that's basically what we run up to 42 ton. But if you got a lot of truck, you can obviously run more than that. Yeah. What has been your scariest time so far driving? What was that, sorry? What has been the most scariest situation that you've been in while driving? I could cover a few off, but, um, yeah, there's been a few. What's that noise, so What's that noise in the background? I'm just about finished unloading, so if I could give you guys a call back in another hour or so, I can talk more then. We're going to actually be wrapping up the interview shortly. Hey, we actually yeah. had an Aussie guy on before, probably about two years ago or anything, maybe three. I don't know. We, and we had a, uh, he was telling us about how a lot of drivers actually hit kangaroos. I guess they're like, do you have like background noise well, there? Very nice. Doug, do you have a lot of background noise there? Oh, yeah. You're going to give me the docket? Okay, anyways, have you hit have you hit anything like a a, a, a crocodile yeah, or a... no no kangaroos or anything just yet for me? But um, there's been doubtless bother blokes out there that hit kangaroos. It's pretty commonplace. So. Yeah, I thought that was actually kind of interesting. Uh, you know, because because of the the wildlife you guys have there, it's actually it's one of the countries. I actually, would love to go there to Australia, Ruthann. This takes the Are we, did we lose them? Doug? Yeah, sorry about that, guys. I'm just jumping back into the prime over and putting it on Bluetooth. Okay. Been an interesting interview, but, but, but a nice one, Ruthann. What do you yeah, think? Yeah, it's a bit sporadic because when you guys would be up, I'd be just sort of going to bed, getting plenty of sleep for the next day. So yeah. I'm sort of doing the interview on the run sort of thing. Yeah, and we, exactly. you know what, we that's not that's not a problem, brother. We we actually really appreciate the fact that you're in another country and you actually listen to the show. I mean, we truly and we love our American truck drivers. Believe me, we're a, we're a very big trucking family here. Um, and I'll tell you honestly, I, uh, there, there's I'm seeing more closeness with truckers than I ever did lately. It just seems to me like more truckers are starting to stick up for each other. But we really, how long, just curious, how long have you actually been listening to Talks EDL? I've been listening to you guys for about 12 months. Oh, that's really, I mean, really, truly appreciate that. I mean that sincerely. We, we get... We actually get mail and, and reports from all over, actually, the world. We get, actually, believe it or not, Japan. We have, like, a bunch of listeners in Japan, Australia, England, all that. It's, like, really super cool. I find it cool for all our international I just, listeners. I just, I just find you guys really good to listen to, you know. I've got Chuck the Blue Chase on, and I um, have these, you know, playing sometimes in the truck where I'm traveling along, and, you know, some of the stuff you guys talk about, it's like, oh, they do that differently over there. Oh, they do that the same, or... We're going through a similar thing, or, or I don't think we're going. And it's just really interesting to get another another people person, like another person's point of view from that that lifestyle. You know what I mean? Now, be honest right. with me. Does Ruthann get on your nerves ever while you're listening to her? <laughs> no, no, no. I love you guys both. Like.
What I like about listening to you is it's like you're both dynamic. You sort of just bounce off each other. It's like listening to two mates having a conversation. Yeah, and we it's, do. Um, it's and really we. Good. And we have mated. I mean, we, we <laughs> actually. You, when we when we are not getting along, you can definitely see and feel and hear the tension between us. So yeah, yeah. we try to make sure that we're always in a, in a good mood. Yeah, that's true. There's times where we were going to be recording and we realized we better not record today because they're not going to like us. <laughs> <laughs> no doubt. We could be downright like cold to each yeah. other. That so, way. I, so, so you do listen to the show. So then you know that Ruth Ann likes to bring the word of the day on every every week. From Word Genius, there's another plug for Word Genius. So we're gonna we're gonna have Ruth Ann play the. What's the word of the day today, Ruth Ann? Well, let me play it. Ruth Ann's having a, a a moment here. Are you trying to play it? Oh, it didn't take a hold on. Oh, I guess it helps if I actually turn the volume up. I guess. Oh, that would help. Good. I'm assuming that's what it was. It's not playing. Well, what's the word of the day? Can you pronounce it? Desideri, de, desid. Uh oh, we might not get the word of the day. Desiderium. Desiderium. <laughs> Spell it. I don't want to find out why it's not coming on. Is your Bluetooth hooking onto something? Desideratum. Nothing like I thought Try that it was. Again. Desideratum. Now, Doug, would you happen to be? A vocabulary genius that you know what the word, definition of that word is? Uh, no, no way. I wouldn't. Like, most, most young blokes that drive, grow up the drive trucks over here, I definitely know spelling, mate. <laughs> yeah, and, 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 and look, I'm not. we have some truckers that think they know everything. I'm usually one of those guys, but I have no idea what desideratum is or even how you... Desideratum. Desideratum. So, Ruthann, let's get the definition for desideratum. <laughs> or whatever. Something that is needed or wanted. Really? Mm-hmm. Something that's needed. Wait, wait, wait. Hold on a second. That's an oxymoron. You can need it. So you're saying need it and wanted? Or. So need it or want it. Mm-hmm. I, don't, I don't know that I like that word. Because you either need something or you want it. You can do both. That's exactly right. <laughs> yeah, that's right. Exactly. And you can, you can say I need it and want it. But how could it mean one or the other? Well, I think it's more That's of a... like a rookie guy when he starts out. He can say that I really, really want to drive a Kenworth, but he's only starting out, so he'll probably have like an old Mac or a Volvo or something. <laughs> yeah, we knew the Volvo <laughs> so was coming out. What he needs and what he wants might be two different things. I think this is more of a needed because the examples are critical thinking skills are the disoratum of basic education. And then the second one is, I don't care about the monetary award, but my disoratum is recognition of the clean water program. Not to confuse it with Ruth Ann's favorite drink, Deserono. Deser- <laughs> <is> <laughs> I'm just kidding. So, so... All right, do you have another word for us? <laughs> do you have a second one? I can do. A lot of times you whip up two. Well, I have like a whole file here. This is Word Genius. Word and, Genius. And by the way, we have nothing to do with Word Genius except the fact that we like to play their words for our audience. And so anybody that's really, truthfully, if anybody is, is looking to get a, uh, a, a bigger vocabulary and have a, a word sent to them every day, go check out Word Genius. And, and uh, is it an app, Ruth Ann? You just download the app or what? Well, I went in online and just signed up for it. So yeah. I don't have it through as an app. And they send you a word every day. 
Have you ever heard of the word semi-acophobia? Doug Parker. Doug. Hello, Doug. You might be getting in a bad area. Yeah, I'm here, Mike. Sorry, Mike. I'm just that's pulling a, out of an English section right now. That's all right, mate. Um, have you ever heard of the word semi-acophobia? No, it, 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 it's actually a word for someone that's afraid to pass a tractor trailer out on the road. Which it's we, called semi-acophobia. We actually experienced that the other day going down the road. Yeah, we got behind a woman the other, and I shouldn't say a woman in a mean way, but it was a woman, and she was just hovering behind this tractor trailer in a passing lane, and I'm like, can you please just pass him? He was being nicer. He did not say it like that. I did. Didn't I say it that way? No. no How did no. I say it? Was it? I am not going to put that out there. But what I am going to put out is Go this ahead. next word. Let's hear it. Forfend. Forfend. Forfend? Say it again. Forfend. Okay, what does forfend mean? Do you, Doug Parker, do you know what forfend means? I think no, he's... what means, sorry? Forfend. Forfend. Do you know what the word means? No idea. Okay, to avert, keep away, or prevent something evil or unpleasant, to protect something by precautionary measures. Ooh, I can kinda forfend. Like, kind of like defend, but yeah. you're forfending. Yeah, exactly. So you're, uh, I get it. And I, drivers I, can all use this word. So actually forfend is really defending for someone or yourself. Pretty much. It's you're interfering and protecting right, in avert, a forfending way. Av- 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 I like avert, Keep away or prevent something evil or unpleasant. And then um, their examples through the sentences, the fence should forfend rabbits getting into the garden. Doug. Doug. Doug, we're going to wrap this up. I know you're, you're probably getting in a bad area. We do appreciate you calling in. Yep. Call us again in a couple no, weeks, Doug. We'll try to be good talking to you. All right. We surely appreciate the call. Keep, then? Yeah. No worries. Yeah. Keep driving safe. No, it's been good talking to you guys and getting your, getting your point of view of what's going on over there. And, yeah, it's been a good chat. All right, brother. We appreciate you. Stay safe, okay? Text a picture of you and your tractor so we could put it up on the page of, of our, our friend Doug Parker. Yeah, t- do that, Doug. P- text us a, a picture of you with the truck, okay? Yep. All right, bro. I don't worry. I can send her a picture of um, me and my partner in front of the truck if you want. Yeah, that sounds is, great. That sounds awesome, man. Give us give us a, a, a yeah, picture too. Yeah, i of me and my partner standing in front of the road. So I'll send it through at some time today. Yeah, we'll use that in the artwork for the uh, actual podcast when we put it up on iTunes. We'll put that up on iTunes. All right? It's been great talking to you. You yeah. drive safe. All right, brother. Take care now, Doug. All right, guys. All Thank right. you. All Sorry right. about the call. It's just been the boy type gets funny in these areas. That's okay. All right, kiddo. Take care now. Yeah. All right. Peace. I, I just left him go. That was an interesting call. What do you think for real? It was. I mean, that was... Uh, a random, and, and that's what I was getting at. It was so weird. We're sitting in our house, and in fact, how long has that Australian phone been dialing us? That was the third time he called. In but the last week or two, wasn't it like last week? You it was you like it started like Thursday or Friday. Yeah, and so you finally decided to pick it up here on a Sunday night. So it was seven o'clock here, and he said it was nine o'clock in the morning there. Mm-hmm. 
I wonder, now, here's the question I didn't ask him. Was it 9 o'clock in the morning yes. Sunday or oh. was it 9 o'clock in the morning Monday? Is Australia, uh, Australia, Australia? Australia is Australia ahead of us in time or behind? And I would be willing to bet it's actually ahead. It is because, it, I mean, I'm... Well, everything, if you go west from us, everything's behind. Mm-hmm. And they're more east, east and down. They're the down under. I mean, I'm just thinking... So they're probably actually ahead, 10 hours ahead. I think they are because, I mean, it would be him at work on a Wednesday or a Monday morning. No, if they were ahead, that'd be 14 hours ahead. Yeah. So, all right. Well, listen, do you have anything else? I mean, it was an interesting podcast. Hopefully we can get the audio cleaned up enough to get it up on the... uh, It was last minute. Yeah, it was actually kind of fun. It's And I love a driver. You know what I love? Do you want to know the truth? I love it when a young guy talks... With an old soul. And I mean it. And That's it, why I asked how old he was. Now listen to me. I know. I was just joking with you before. But listen. This is the truth. When you get a... like, And there's a lot of American... We've had like 18-year-old American boys. Actually, I've had actually younger... Younger kids write in and tell us how much they love trucking. And, t- and someday they're going to be an over-the-road truck driver. And they can't wait to actually get out there and be commanding a tractor trailer. I, and I, to me, that's in the heart. I just, I love hearing that versus some guy that's been doing it for 10 years that hates his job. I, I, I do. Like, you could tell that kid, he said he's a second year driver now, mm-hmm. pulling a road train or But whatever. he was like so many generations. I, I think he said third generation driver yeah. in his family. He loves to make sure that his equipment's clean. He loves to, he, he loves to, you know, have it all looking good going down the road. And he loves the job. You could tell he loves the job. And, and who the hell wouldn't love a job driving a Western star? <laughs> that thing's, I'm telling you, they drive like a Porsche. That if you get a good solid hood, okay? So to me... I absolutely, not just him, but we've talked to many American truck drivers that are young that just have that, you could just hear the excitement in their voice that they love trucking. That's the guy I like talking to. I do. I don't like talking to the guy that's always whining about his damn job. I'm sorry. You know, it's just constant bitching. Right. So, guys, take leave. let that young Aussie be an example. And I, and we've again, we've had many. What was it, the kid's name up there in Indiana that was um, hauling cattle all the time? He was only like 20, 21 when he got it. He was actually 19 when he got a local job, and then he stayed with us talking. And like two years later, he's over the road now. And that you could tell that kid loved trucking. Mm-hmm. That's it right there, the love of trucking. Mm-hmm. Guys, if you're out there listening, man, and, and you're one of these these guys that have never driven a track trailer before and your dream is to drive, or on the other side of the coin, you're thinking about doing it because you think you can make money. I'm going to tell you the truth. You better you better talk to people and read about it and, and, and maybe even find somebody to go on a trip or two with before you commit to the career. Because many drivers, they get that CDL and then they hate the damn job. Mm-hmm. They hate it. Mm-hmm. It's, and it ain't for, and I'm not putting them down because you get out there and you realize, oh my gosh, this ain't the life that I thought I would was going to have. Because what's funny is you don't go out there and make a, a big paycheck in w- one week. You got to keep going back out. Mm-hmm. And then you go back out. Mm-hmm. And, then you, and then next thing you realize, after about three months of doing it or six months of doing it, you're like, this is my life now. Right. Oh, my gosh. I get to see my family every couple of weeks and say hi to my wife, pet my dog, and, and uh, give my kids a hug. And I got to go back out on the road. If you're not prepared to love that, 
I would not advise getting into it. Well, also, you have to make it a mentality, too. I mean, you have to, to put it in your head, oh, I can't go out again. You, know, you can't, can't have that mentality. Exactly. And believe it, you're absolutely spot on there. If you have the attitude of, oh, man, i got to leave tomorrow. I mean, don't get me wrong every now and uh, yeah, then. Even a guy everyone that, will hate their job if that's the case. Absolutely. But, you know, even like when I, I loved trucking, I just loved it. I couldn't wait to leave even though I loved you. But the bottom line was... Okay. Loved, loved at the time. Loved. I still do. It's. I'm just okay. saying. I did then. I do now. Uh-huh. Do I have to profess my love on the damn show? No. I. Just, okay. You don't need to use past tense. <laughs> <laughs> but no, seriously. But it, but every now, what I was getting at is every now and then you're having such a good time at home. You're going, oh man, I got to leave them or that sucks. But for the most part, the guys that truly love trucking, they're like, in the back of their mind, they're like, honey, I love you. And in their heart, they're going, "Oh man, I can't wait to pull out." I, you know, you just, you just, can't. the ones that love it, really. Oh, most drivers do do that. Ah, oh, honey, I don't want to leave, but you're inside your mind saying, "I can't wait to get out of here." Well, if, if she's <laughs> if she's brawling with you, yes. So, nah. but anyways, do you have anything else? I mean, do you have anything else no. for the show? The what should we call this? The Aussie invasion. <laughs> huh? We got to try to, I hope that audio, I hope we get the audio all cleaned up real nice. But other than that, truly, truly, um, really like that for Fen word. That was a cool word. For Fen. I like that. Because like normally you'd go, I'm out defending that person. Really, you're for Fending. You're for Fending that mm-hmm. person. That's really cool stuff. We got anything else? No, that's it. Peace. Peace. Praise the Lord. Hey drivers, have you thought about becoming your own company? Have you thought you'd like to get your own authority and DOT number, but you just don't know how to go about doing it? Well, call JJ Keller and Associates. They can help you get the proper registration and credentials that you need to operate legally. They protect drivers from penalties and out-of-service orders as a result of not having the proper authority. They save drivers time by filing their paperwork and ensuring everything is correct. Drivers, they also help you with unified carrier registration, USDOT and MC numbers, MCS 150 updates, year-around authority monitoring, and plenty more. Drivers, if you're looking to become your own company and you want your own authority number and DOT number today, call J.J. Keller & Associates at 888-601-2017. That's 888-601-2017 and tell them Talk CDL sent you. Thank you.